0: You are now listening to the Big Data Beard. Todd Doobie from Carmax, thanks for joining me here at the Spark and I Summit. How thanks are for you me. today? Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. So we are—we're uh, actually recording in the studio or in the uh, the meeting rooms at the conference on the expo floor. So yeah, that's why you hear the noise in the background. But we're excited to talk with you, Todd, about CarMax and what you're doing with machine learning because, as I could tell, it sounds like CarMax has really embarked on a new journey. So why don't you start us out by telling us a little bit about CarMax for those of us or folks who don't know how big and awesome CarMax yeah, is. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's awesome. I love talking about CarMax. We're the number one used car dealer in the United States. Okay. Uh, just this year, we won over $18 billion in revenue. Wow. So we have uh, two hundred one. Uh, stores. We're adding a storage center about a month or so. Okay. Um, we're the number three wholesaler in the country, which most people don't realize. No, oh,
0: so that's the ones that maybe you don't buy. And yeah, we buy every court.
1: car. Right, the ones we don't put out in front of our stores, we yeah. don't wholesale. So a lot of our bigger stores, wow. we do wholesale. So we the number three wholesaler. We work with the Barrett-Jackson's, the Mannheim's, and all those guys that do all that wholesale clearings. Yeah. We're one of their go-tos, uh, and we do auctions at some of our a lot of our stores throughout the country. Very cool.
0: So tell me about how... A used car dealer, because if I think of traditional businesses, right? Used car salesman. My, my grandfather was a 35 year car salesman, but I'm curious. I don't. That's not the first place I think. Like machine learning taking hold. <laughs> Tell me why Carmax is. Yeah, we we use we
1: use machine we learning data. Use We've used it uh, traditionally for quite a few years. Okay. So I think traditionally it's been and how we uh, determine price for our vehicles. Okay. How we may offer you a price, how we will price a car retail, how we will wholesale a car. car. We've done that as data science for many, many years. Okay, very cool. Uh, now, and now as we kind of embark on this omni-channel focus where we want to allow you to buy your car, however you want to buy it. If you want to buy it on your mobile app, on the web, you want to do some texting, some emailing, but then maybe go into the store. Yep. Or you want to have it delivered to where you're at? You could buy a car today at Carmax. We would deliver it to you today at the conference. Really? Uh, via our Omni channel. That's rolling out slowly throughout okay. the country, and that's what we're really trying to obtain. But you know, with that, we have to apply a lot better knowledge and how we're having you look at cars or explore vehicles because mm-hmm. we want at the end of the day we want you to buy a vehicle, right? Uh, but two, how we're having our customer uh, service folks, we're opening up call centers and how we're going to have them embark and help you find the right car for you. Yeah. Uh, with it, so we have to look at data science and machine learning.
0: That's interesting because I, you know, I think of when we think of car, you know, car dealerships, we think of the car salesman on the floor. You don't think about the the people in the customer service as you've changed that channel and the way that people consume it. It's a totally different buying experience. That market that seems like it's being disrupted all over the place, but it sounds like you guys are leading with it. Tell me about what your your current journey, some of the things you're talking about here at the summit, yeah, what you're doing.
1: Yeah, some, some of the big things, like, you know, I'm actually speaking uh, later today, uh, it, it was about changing how our data scientists could do their jobs. Okay. Their biggest complaint was the availability of the data. We had to go into our traditional data warehouse that was 24 hours old. Some of the data we wouldn't receive until prior to that, so it could be up to a day, day and a half old, okay. uh, as well as, you know, they were using their laptops. They did not have the compute or give them compute to do larger scale analytical needs. So, they built things on the side, you know, they would go take data out of our data warehouse, governance issue, and, and try and do stuff to that and try and trim it down or, you know, get the data to fit on their laptop so they could do something that would help us yep. figure out, how, you know, how can we better drive traffic or clicks or, you know, better do emailing or propensity kind of emails like, hey, you're, you're a past buyer, haven't seen you in a couple of years and trying to look at all that data because it matters when we're trying to look at that. And we know it matters and we have some really good um, analytical leadership that's really kind of pushed technology. Uh, in the group I'm in uh, to, to figure out how do we do this, how do we deliver this better. So one of the key and the things we started last summer was how do we solve the data scientists and give them the availability of the data, let them do what they need to do, yeah. but then also an architecture and a framework to deploy these models to create serviceability You know, so that we can use those models. You know, it's funny you talked about
0: that, how so many data scientists, and we I heard it today in the keynote where they talked about you know, don't worry, this will also run on your laptop because it feels like that's where data science starts, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But as a, as an architect for a company like CarMax, that's that's something that that can't be acceptable, as you said, for, for a number of reasons. What You said governance, but what are the other reasons why that's yeah, such a governance, challenge?
1: Uh, da- da- data security. Um, you, you've got people on have laptops, take it home, lose that data. I think it's also uh, just, you know, I know how much data is needed to come up with a model. Right. And it's just not physically possible on a laptop. Yes, um, some had very powerful PCs or things underneath their desks that they would use, yeah. ship the data, move the data around. But, you know, hey, I've been working on this model for three weeks, but oh, oh the data's changed in the past three weeks. You know, how do you give them the right information that's completely available yep. so they can start working on those models and iterate on those models as a service experience? Yeah. yeah. So when you look at the,
0: the architectural, kind of process to move a data science team from i'm doing a little bit of this you know this data warehouse pulls from time to time a little bit of stuff on my laptop maybe a little bit in my data center maybe not what are the key technologies that have helped you move to that as a service approach that's given you that ability to respond to data scientists
1: well i think you know not only was the technology but i think kind of you know picking a use case it's kind of i think that's the that's that's the day-to-day mantra everyone's got to think about don't try and swallow that elephant because you can't you will fail absolutely and we hadn't done anything prior and so we got agreement with technology and our marketing analytics data science team to pick a use case okay. so we wanted to re-platform our recommendations that were you know done today on carmax.com yep. uh replatform those those were updated via you know co- handwritten code a model of data scientist came up with he'd change it it would take two to three weeks to get it you know into one of our uh, uh our weekly sprints or two-week sprints right. to incorporate that and make a change but you know that data and how we're uh, looking at that recommendations, so it's just like Amazon. Yeah, for sure. Those cars are coming and going. Yeah, you're looking at different cars. You're looking at this car because of this reason. That's going to change. Yep. Pricing is going to change. Uh, availability of vehicle is going to change, and so you know how do we better address that? And so we kind of we picked that model, and we went through and kind of looked, tried to figure out you know what tools can help us deliver this. We're an Azure customer, so okay. we had to figure out you know who can help us on that. We looked at you know software as a service, platform as a service, and even subscription model software companies um, on what they could offer to better bridge the gap. But primarily, everything we did, data science was Python, little bit of R. Okay. Primary Python always done in Jupyter notebooks or Spyder notebooks okay. you know, by Anaconda yep. on our laptops, and so you know how can we best transition yeah. them and move that? I think it's brilliant though. You said
0: you start with the use case because, as you said, so many organizations they build tech for tech without actually having the use case in mind, which I thought was one of the things again from the keynote that that's why organizations didn't get
1: delivered the value yeah, the that value, they yeah, saw front. The,
0: Yeah. So you, it's like you guys—you listen to that, but you did it ahead of time.
1: That's what well, we did it ahead of time, and I think um, you know our leadership was very, very smart. They were afraid of a delay, okay, because I had so many that you know come from the outside. Our CIOs have been, been uh, done a brilliant job bringing outside people in okay. to help us, you know, infuse where Carmax technology is, you know, where they want to drive our business, and it's uh, it's uh, it's been key. We didn't start a lake, which is interesting. Why didn't we do it? But now we've done it, and we've done it because of this use case, and we're proving a lot of things. And you know, you can just see the, the doors and those gates are opening up more and more for the potential, of a lot more other things that people want to do. It's like you know, we've got some some folks in our finance to replatforming uh, applications, and like, why we, why would we put that in our data warehouse? Why not land that in the lake and then figure out the use case for how they want to report on? It? And you know, yeah, just it kind of gets everyone trying to start thinking. Yeah it's, yeah, it's you can't get everyone to swallow that swallow that giant elephant. But hey, if you got a hat out there, hey. I'm spoon feeding us some things, and look, we're getting some wins. Key thing was getting some wins.
0: That is so. I've, I've said that over and over. Like people re- need to realize that success begets success. And that uh, while data science is very much an R and D like practice, there has to be treated like research because you don't always know what you're going to find out. But that ability to iterate, find value, allows you to then find the next value and yeah, way.
1: yeah, it's, it's the corny thing. Build it and they will come. So I, I think it's you yeah, build it, show the use case, prove the leadership and other folks. Hey, look, it works. Yeah. You know, what's well, not just that, but you know, we had to prove out an infrastructure and you know, at, uh, create an infrastructure and architecture around how do we allow them to deploy those models okay. and allow them to call the services. That was a big trick for us as well. We're there, not proven quite yet. We'll, we'll get there, but you know, kind of do those in small incremental wins. And if we can show a win, um, you know, the next month or two on some real time stuff, it's gonna be fantastic.
0: That's awesome. So uh, everybody on the on the show won't be able to probably they're not all gonna be here. Maybe they'll be able to live stream. I'm hoping they'll record your session. But if for like a spoiler alert, this is happening way after the session. Are there like two or three things that are like the key takeaways from your session later today that you're going to share that that are like your experience that you would want people to know?
1: Yeah, I I think think it's that journey, that use case. I think as well as we had to pivot. Yes, we had data scientists, and they're just very, very smart analytical people. Mm -hmm. But we had to define data scientists, and we kind of charmed us up as... A data scientist type A and a type B. A type A is an analytical. They understand the business, the domain, and the acumen of the business and understand how to look at that stuff and do analytical things. A data scientist type B, which is my data engineer. So I need a data engineer. I just don't want a data engineer that's all I want to do is ETL. I want a data engineer that's like, oh, I want to move data. But I want to understand why you, data scientist type A, is doing that. Why is your model doing this? What is the use case around your, for you bringing in these two new data sets? What is it? So that they're more analytical and help them do it better and smarter. And I think it's been a key thing for us. We've, We've grown, the team's very small now. We have several job openings we're hiring uh, in Richmond, Virginia, so which is great. Data engineers and, uh, and a manager, team manager uh, for the guys. Uh, but we partnered with a great consultant partner, uh, consulting partner out of Richmond. Uh, they've been very, very great in helping us kind of define that process as well. I think the other key point is find a consulting partner that can help you. Yep. you know, trying to do it yourself, well, it may be good. You may have enough people to do that. I don't think everyone has truly enough people to do that. Yeah, I think Kind of key
0: Those messages are great like messages, I, and I, I firmly agree with those. Like, and I've seen it in a, in a lot of conversations. Consulting partners are an unsung hero in so many of these projects because they bring that outside experience, they bring the ability to challenge, and frankly, they augment your skills. That you they're, yeah. they're hard to hire, so maybe you have to pay for them. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just to look at the 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 world, like, there's a lot of things going on at Spark and AI Summit. There's a lot of AI conferences around the world, but I'm curious from your seat as a as an architect for a, I mean, a Fortune 500, Fortune 100, Fortune 100 company. You've got to be like trying to stay right ahead of the curve of tech of like what's going to be important to you. So, I mean, what what are the, the technologies or areas of innovation that you think are going to be the most interesting in the next kind of 12, you know, I, 18 months? I think months?
1: this this whole Spark, Spark as a service, it's kind of a corny way to coin it. But I think, you know, the stuff that, you know, companies like Databricks and, you know, and their support for Spark and the stuff they're doing with Spark creates that. Because people are like, why are you using Apache Spark on a data lake? It's like, look, you need compute. Yeah. They're doing a great job, and you know I think some of the features they announced today at the keynote, yeah. uh, fantastic. We are Databricks Delta customer. Uh, we're a, an early adopter of that. Okay. The uh, Databricks uh, Delta De- Delta data lake, whatever yeah. they're calling it. Yeah, uh, Delta Lake. Yeah. Fantastic. Is it really? Yeah, fantastic. We we're doing a lot of our ingestion now uh, through uh, Azure Data Factory and uh, calling notebooks Databricks, but we're really hey, as a purist man, maybe we can really use this and really help. You know enhance or get the data that's in the data like you know accurate yeah. and uh, very available and I think that's a really key driver of that stuff you know I think there's that I think you know people have to really listen to this is uh you know all this data science machine learning AI it's all kind of good stuff but you really got to ground your stuff and understand what all this stuff means and I think there's a lot of hype there's hype cycle and oh, I think man. that hype cycle I think is kind of going away you're seeing just about it yeah but now everyone's in the marketplace there's every company's out there doing something about machine learning and AI and data science yep. there's a million of them so you got to really fish your way through all that stuff and it's wild. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that kind of curve of confusing and uh, a million people a million players in the game yeah. uh, kind of comes out
0: yeah it's interesting I actually saw a uh, there was a Harvard Business Review article that said, it's the the in, it's the end of the beginning for AI, which is kind of the <laughs> yeah. idea that it's like it's no longer new. Like we, we can now move on past marketing. I 100% agree. I, the other one I find that's funny, and I was just walking the floor out here. There's not a single vendor out here that doesn't say platform. Like that's the word. That's the most invoked thing to say right now. It's comical. <laughs> yeah. So what's next for you guys at, at Carmax? Like what are, what are yeah, the things yeah, that you're going to be implementing I think next? I some
1: of the, the big things. Uh, you know, we've got real time coming up uh, in the next month or two that we're going to deliver to the the, the web. Okay. Uh, we're doing some really great things around how we're buying our clicks you know, all over the internet. You know, we're trying to make sure that's accurate. And uh, you know, if you're browsing from your home in Alabama and you know, there's a store near you, we're going to show you advertisements that are really more applicable to you and not just generic advertisements for, hey, here's this car. It's going to be a car that's actually, you click on it, it's actually available at yeah. a store near you. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're doing that work on our platform and we're delivering that to our click bidders. Okay. You know, I think you know, there's a lot of traditional marketing stuff we've got to do. You know, we're bringing in not only our traditional data warehouse uh data sets, uh, we're bringing it in, but we're also enriching it with third party data sets, okay. demographic, geographic data, you know, other stuff. You know, another big iron which I didn't mention about CarMax, we're a, a, a very big auto financer. Oh, really? Um, okay. You know, and so you know, we'll, we'll finance just any car that you're buying through yeah. us, we'll finance you. It's a huge growing business for us. You know, so lots of opportunities that. You know, and the customer experience centers, call centers, I was listening to the Verizon guys talking earlier okay. about their call center experience, very interesting. Yeah. It's things we gotta think about. You know, how do we better enable You know folks that are helping our customers or help our customers find a vehicle pick the right finance choice or pick the right the vehicle that falls into their financial choice yeah and stuff like that i think that's that's the big thing on that thing and then we've got some adoptions we got to do there's some really cool stuff that's coming out with databricks they haven't talked about yet there's some really cool stuff that really enables it'll help bridge the gap of some of those traditional data scientists that are stuck or, you know, use, I'm used to my tools on my desktop. I will not use something in my browser unless it's Jupyter Notebook or Spyder. Or, you know, I'm stuck in Eclipse and that's what I use. Really cool things Databricks has got coming out with. That's uh, going to be really cool. Excellent, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I, I hope everybody will be able to
0: tune in and watch your uh, the recording of your, uh, your your talk later. But if people want to learn more about you and what the team at CarMax is doing, is there a good place to find out yeah, on man, the man, link-
1: link- LinkedIn, man. Uh, right. LinkedIn.com slash Todd Duby. T o d d d u b e. Yeah, go out there. Happy to connect with you. Very cool, um, especially share, if
0: anybody's interested in a job of uh, yeah, data yeah, science or managing a team. At yeah, yeah, managing right?
1: team data engineer, senior data engineer. Anyone's interested in jobs, you reach Excellent. out. So, well, we'll make so. sure and
0: put the uh, the links in the show notes on where yeah, to yeah. find those open positions. Yeah. Well, Todd, thanks so much for spending time with me here at the Spark and AI Summit, sponsored by our friends at Databricks. I want to shift gears here. We have a little fun with our guests. We've learned a lot from our guests about big data, but now it's time to get a bit personal. In a segment we like to call Rapid Fire.
1: This rapid fire is brought to you by Infoworks.io. Infoworks is a software platform for big data engineers that automates the end-to-end data workflow from source to consumption, including data ingestion, transformation, and data modeling. Learn more at www.infoworks.io.
0: What is the latest book you've read that you would recommend to our listeners?
1: I don't read. Okay. I'm a podcaster okay uh, never listened to your podcast before I have certainly I have subscribed yeah, I cool. will but I think you know podcasts uh, you know I, I do read I'm more of a skimmer kind of catch the highlights you know a lot of my research was you know reading Gartner and articles and yeah. blogs and trying to form an opinion yeah. um, so you know, I'm not a big grab a book kind of guy gotcha uh and read that it just doesn't totally. I, I don't have the attention span
0: i told well at, the,
1: at all it's crazy well <laughs> the, i
0: mean the attention span's nuts because we we heard today from the uh the turing award winner dr peterson that news yeah. was he said there's a it, there's now a moore's law of machine learning papers like the number of machine learning people paper, papers is doubling every year it's nuts yeah uh, it's, it's a, wild so you're gonna walk on stage later today i'm curious if they would let you play a song as you are walking on the stage, like your walk-on song, what would it be? Uh, Eminem, I'm not afraid. And that's strong. That's a real <laughs> strong play there, bro. I like that. Is there a piece of technology that's currently making your life worse?
1: Um, currently making my life worse. I think the uh, I, I think it's the, it's I'm trying to think. It, it's the gap of companies that have kind of gone mobile, but not. You know what's interesting to me is like you can order food on like Grubhub or Dine Dash or DoorDash, uh, but then like and, and I fight with, you know I can go out there like my kids like hey they're at home they had a day off my wife and I are working yeah. they want to order Chick Fil A we're going to do it on Grub on, uh, on 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 uh, Uber yeah. Uber Eats you know, the the markup is just confusing to me on what they mark up on that but you can go to like Dine Dash and for three bucks they go get you everything you want
0: yeah
1: you know then like Chipotle uh, is um, you know. You can get food delivered to them, but Chipotle will deliver, but they use DoorDash. Exactly. Or, they just outsource it. Yeah. Or, it's <laughs> wild. Up. And it's interesting, but it's cheaper, and it's it's frustrating for me because my wife and I both work, uh, two older kids, one's in college, one going to college, a 12-year-old. And I think that kind of stuff, It's I, I prefer the less human interaction, the better, but I'm a very social person. Right. When it comes to customer service, mm-hmm. kind of bridging that gap of... Yeah. Just make it convenient for me I don't, that I, don't need,
0: I don't need to talk to people at Chipotle.
1: Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just let me do what I want to do, yeah. and just you know, and, and just make it right. You know, like, exactly. you know the more frustrating things when you order something, it's like I'll oh, be ready at you know seven ten. You will show up at seven ten. You got to wait another ten or fifteen minutes. I'm like, the manager should be like, hey, look, I think that's kind of my frustration. Like my kids probably hear me complain about it all the time. So it's, <laughs> that's awesome. All right.
0: So, uh, what is your current? personal biggest money pit, like a personal money pit. Where you spend all your disposable income?
1: Uh, technology. Yeah. Um, I got... Uh, I bought a new iPad Pro.
0: Oh, nice. How do you I, like I, it?
1: Mean, huge. I, I, I love it. I love okay. the pen. Yeah. Uh, I love the collaboration. I, w- I was an early adopter of the iPad and get bought uh, one of the first note-taking apps and had to use yeah. one of those rubber-ended things. They were awful. Were
0: and then they horrible. had the clear ones with the, the, with the little points yeah, so you could actually see the pen I in. Like, they were terrible. And so
1: this kind of my first foray into that stuff. I'm just a, a big person on kind of understanding that, how to... Uh, I'm a big, I listen, one of the podcasts I listen to is uh, Mac Power Users. It's two lawyers and how they just kind of do their workflow, how they do things. Really? Okay. You know, and one guy does all his lawyering on an iPad Pro, which I think is fantastic. That is phenomenal. They talk about all these apps and they have people come out and talk about all this stuff. And I think it's that. And I think just AI, you know, last year I installed a uh, Rocio, uh sprinkler system oh, controller yeah. that uses weather. Now I saved money last year. I know I did.
0: Yeah, that's cool. You know,
1: and you watch kind of see when it protects. And it ran last night at home. Yeah. And it won't run again probably for three or four days, it looks on the schedule, based on the rain predictions. And as those changes, it changes every day. That's brilliant. And I think that's cool stuff.
0: That is awesome. Now... Are there any shows that you're uh, watching, like Netflix shows or anything like that, when you
1: travel uh, or Game when of you're Thrones. I'm Game looking at your Thrones. beard. Game of Thrones, man, huge. Dude. Game of Thrones, dude. How good was episode two? I love
0: it. Oh my gosh, it's
1: so exciting. It. The whole, the whole, whole, family, whole family's whole families into that stuff. I think you know that's really cool. Another really cool one is a Bosch on Amazon Prime. Okay, that, I've that's heard that from two
0: different people. Okay. To, it's really, it
1: really really okay, it's really really good. It's like we just the fifth season came out. My wife and I was like, rainy on the weekend and we binged it we we, we kind of get it's like what we, we just watched them all We're like wow <laughs> that's incredible that was, a, that was a productive afternoon <laughs> yeah, that's awesome yeah you know, it's uh yeah it's, it's cool it's a, it's a huge game of thrones it sounds traditional yep. and kind no of it's, it's, it's cool. the
0: one that's so invo- it's the most watched show on the planet like yeah, there's yeah. a good statistical likelihood you're the guy that also is going to say it <laughs> all right so what's the next interesting place
1: that you're going soon next interesting place i'm going to you know i think um god i don't know yeah Okay. You're in San Francisco. That's I'm in well, San Francisco. We came in early. My data engineer, I did. And he, had ne- he had never traveled really? uh, to the West Coast at all. Oh, that's So we perfect. hit the tourist spots yesterday. On we Yesterday, we saw the wharf, the Seals, Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Um, had lunch. We rented a car. We went to Silicon Valley. That's awesome. And we hit up Facebook's. We Went by Facebook. Did you get your picture road. taken in front of the Big Thumb? No, we didn't do that. That was too, that was too corny. We went to the Google Plex, There's a Google merchandise store, which I didn't know about. I didn't know that either. And then at the Apple at the Donut at yeah. apple park uh yeah. they act, that's a really cool apple store and you can only buy apple shirts at that store really
0: and they're really really cool all right well that's cool well, next time we do see you, you're you going to be wearing some cool swag <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. from the silicon valley i dig yeah. that well todd doobie we thank you so much for telling us all about how carmax has really yeah, appreciate it. jumped on the journey for adopting machine learning to change the way that people buy and, and accept
1: cars yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome enjoy Hey, appreciate it yep. Thanks for listening to the Big Data Beard podcast. The music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. Check him out on iTunes or Spotify.